Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yusabbihu lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard. Lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Thank you very much for joining us. For today's uh, program, a show organized by Hizbut Tahrir in the UK. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for finding ourselves in this blessed month of Ramadan. We ask for his peace and blessings upon his beloved Prophet, our master, our guide, Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is our second of four events. Uh, to, this is our second of four events, inshallah. So, um, the second of four events um, today being What are the virtues of this phrase that we say that we read about? I'm joined today by Brother Taha. Brother Taha Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you, Brother Taha? Alhamdulillah, how is Ramadan? Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is uh, the month of blessings. Uh, it's just obviously it's different this year compared to the previous years. Um, being stuck at home in isolation, essentially. So it's coping with that difference. But alhamdulillah, this is Ramadan. Allah has actually given us more time to reconnect, if anything. Normally, we tend to complain every year about lack of time. And so we can't make the most of it because of work and everything. But all this time, we have more the time in the world to reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So alhamdulillah, it's, 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 it's okay. Alhamdulillah, 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 rabbil alameen. Brothers and sisters, uh, start of our program. Uh, let's have a reminder in this blessed month of the Quran, reminder from one of the brothers um, for all of us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the holy book after the Bismillah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyam, kama kutiba alalladheena min qabalikum, la'allakum tattakoon. Now before I give the translation, I want to ask one question. What is the purpose of Ramadan? Many people give different answers to this question. For some it is to feel the hardships of the poor or to develop self-control or to be more grateful for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. And all of these are very good byproducts of Ramadan. However, what is the purpose? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives us the answer to this. In the ayah I recited at the start, Allah says, O you who believe, I have prescribed upon you fasting, just as I have prescribed upon the nations before you. Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may become righteous, so that you may gain taqwa, you may gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ramadan is the perfect time for this because it is the month of taqwa. And very importantly as well, it is the month of the Qur'an. And taqwa and Qur'an go hand in hand. 
So we should use this time, this unique, valuable time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to build a new, stronger relationship with the Qur'an. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can all do this. Now, feed to our brother there, giving us that reminder from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a reminder which inshallah hopefully benefits all of us that we may attain the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month. Um, my guest today is Brother Taha. Brother Taha Ibrahim is um, probably more on Insta. Actually, he's all over the place, alhamdulillah. You're on Instagram, he's on, uh, you're on different platforms. Um, so Brother Taha is, is, is an activist um, with, the, with the Hizab. He's, uh, he does a lot of work with the youth, uh, especially, and hence I mentioned Insta, um, because mashallah, a lot of the brothers and sisters um, are on Instagram. And um, so you'll find him there. Um, he's giving many talks, lectures in masajids, at conferences, up and down the UK. And alhamdulillah, he's here with us today. Uh, how's your family in this COVID-19 days? Everybody's fine? Everyone's doing okay, alhamdulillah. 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 Um, so, in this uh, next section, we actually have a quiz. Uh, let's start with a quiz from the Quran. Uh, I asked the guest last week, I asked the same to you, Brother Taha, maybe a, a question to start off before the question that, that I have. Uh, a question for our audience uh, to do with a, a quiz, something for them to multiple. What question comes to your mind? <clears throat> um, I guess the question would be, what is the name of the person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he will preserve his body as an example for the future generations in the Quran. Okay, what is the name of that person uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Uh, so Brother Taha has posed this question. I'm going to look in the chat very quickly. Um, alhamdulillah, we have a lot of people giving salams from, from Indonesia, from Hassan Gumus. Uh, Brother Tufail, assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam, Brother Nahim, Brother Nangshazad. So the question that Brother Taha has posed, um, put your comments below in the chat in terms of answers to that question. And the second thing I'm going to ask you to do is please make sure that you share the video. So grab the whatever what you're watching this on, um, on a phone, on a tablet, on your PC, please share the video. And below that, you can see our link to our YouTube page. Hizbut Tahrir Britain. So YouTube, Hizbut Tahrir Britain. That link, you can watch. Anybody who's not on Facebook can watch this also on YouTube right now, inshallah ta'ala. So please share that with them. Um, Hafiz Omar Khan. Hafiz Omar Khan says, Fir'aun. Fir'aun. Uh, who else? Ali Ali says, Fir'aun. Uh, Abu Yusuf Alhamdali says, Fir'aun. So this consensus seems to be Fir'aun. Is, is, is that correct? That's correct. MashaAllah. Takbir. Brothers and sisters, I can't hear you at home. Takbir. 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 Allahu Akbar. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Here is another question uh, for people. So, here's a question on the screen. Which surah? 
has the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in each verse. Which surah of the Quran has that mentioned, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in each verse? So uh, let's look at the chat again. Uh, let's see which. Richard Kareem, wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullah. Just leave him here. Okay, the answer to that one. Which surah in the Quran has the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Uh, this one, Allahu uh, Akbar, okay. We have one answer. Farhan Dafiya says, Surah, surah Al-Mujaddila. Okay. Uh, Abu Yusuf Al-Hambali again, he says, Mujaddila. Okay, and we have... I'm trying to see if there's anybody who has a different answer. So whether we have more than one answer. We have Hafiz Omar. Uh, Neelam Ijaz says, Mujaddila. Ushullah, Sister Neelam. Uh, Ahmed Asrao says, Baqara. Okay, most of the answers. Imran Khan says, uh, Al-A'la. So the answer to that is... Surah Mujaddila. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this uh, in this surah, um, his name is mentioned in every verse of this particular surah. So you can see those that are mentioned there. Subhanallah ala adhi wa bihamdi. That I actually found, um, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't I did not actually know that myself. Um, so alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Inshallah, I, I will ask all those brothers and sisters who are watching to make dua. For all those brothers and sisters who got the answer correctly, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them, bless them, guide them, bless them and their families. Uh, so really the, the the prize, inshallah ta'ala, is that uh, the dua of all of us, for those of you, may Allah increase all of us in knowledge of the Qur'an. Um, in terms of our main discussion today, we will uh, play a short video as an intro to that main discussion. The verse, La hawla wa la quwwata. Let's play our intro video.
الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أولم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم وكانوا وكانوا أشد منهم قوة وما كان الله ليعجزه من شيء في السماوات ولا في الأرض إنه كان عليما قديرا Brothers and sisters, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Hizbut Tahrir Britain organized an event today. Uh, this is our second of four events. Um, today's title, bearing in mind coronavirus lockdown, as that video has just shown, um, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The title of today's event, we say, La Hawla. What are the virtues, the virtues, the meaning of this phrase, this phrase that sums up so much, La Hawla wa La Quwwata. Illa billah. There is no and power except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm joined today by Brother uh, Taha Ibrahim to discuss this issue. Brother Taha, this is a phrase, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, from the Quran or the Sunnah or the Seerah. This is a phrase we use ourselves in daily life. But where in the Hadith or the Quran or the Sunnah do we get an understanding <coughs> of this phrase? This dua, if anything, it is one of the, uh, we find in the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in multiple ahadith it is mentioned, but uh, I'll mention one because it's repeated with multiple sahaba. Uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, uh, and the full narration, it's an uh, Abi Musa, abdallahu anhu, قال, قال لي رسول الله sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ألا أدلك على كنز من كنوز الجنة فقلت بلى يا رسول الله قال لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله متفق عليه So in translation what the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is saying here that Abu Musa رضي الله عنه he explains that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to me uh, shall I not guide you to a treasure from the treasures of Jannah and I said yes يا رسول الله and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم then responded and said to him recite لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله and uh, also the Sahabi uh, Hazib ibn Harmala and Abu Dhan al-Ghifari were also recommended the same thing with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in two other narrations. So we see this uh, hadith in the from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam informing us that this is a dua that we should recite. But understanding the dua is very very important in terms of its impact mm-hmm. because the word hawl uh, uh, and quwa are very important terms to understand. What hawl here means it, it's it's it, it's it's change, it's transformation from a state to a state, it's motion. That's what the word itself means. And quwa means power, strength, might. And uh, uh, Imam Ibn Rajab, rahimahullah, he very nicely explains this, and he says that uh, the explanation of this um, du'a, he says that the situation of an abd of a servant does not change from a state to a state. And he has no power for him to do that except with the permission and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why this uh, kalima, this word, is from the treasures, from the treasures of Jannah. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So it's a very strong, uh, very strong um, uh, dua for us to say. 
Especially in these times where we can really see the, the, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's telling the Sahabas to say this, but in his own life, where is it that we see this transformation that we see in this, in this phrase, in this dua, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah? So it's it, it applies obviously to the Sahaba. We see this in the Sirah all over. And it comes by understanding the essence of the terms. When we say Hawl and we say Quwa, we're saying look, transformation cannot be initiated from one stage to another except with the power uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's Allah who allows that uh, the realization of the change to occur. So, in simple terms, for example, you're going from a state of sin to a state of obedience. This mm-hmm. is a change in state. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives this. Going from a state of sickness to a state of health. From a stage of worrying to not worrying. From weakness to strength. From bad to good. From good to even better. All of this does not occur except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, understanding this dua in this sense, when we look to the seal of the Prophet alayhi uh, we know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had period in Mecca, and obviously we'll come to Medina in a second, but in Mecca when he began the da'wah to Islam. And the da'wah to Islam began and the persecution towards himself and his sahaba mm. was immense. He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was called all sorts of names. Yeah. You, so, had, you, you, you had, uh, we, we know the story of Bilal, radiallahu anhu, and the Sahih. torture of Bilal, the story of Samaya, yes, and, and the story of uh, Khabbab ibn Arat. Yeah. Uh, we know the, all of the stories of the Sahaba being persecuted. The Prophet Sallallahu himself went through it. Yani we know uh, when he was called all sorts of names. When he, would, he, would, when he even went to Al-Ta'if to try and seek Musra for Islam, and he was pelted with the stones till his, uh, he bled, no. till the blood reached his blessed feet. So this is the context where we understand that the Sahaba are in a situation, the Prophet Sallallahu are in a situation where they are being persecuted, they are being harmed, they're being called all sorts in their quest to establish Islam. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah comes in this context. That all, we will not be delivered from our situation and our state will not change except with the permission of Allah. And it is only by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his nasr, his support, that this change will be taking place. And we see this in the state of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. with the power of Allah that the change of the, uh, the situation changed for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba. Brothers and sisters, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as I've got on the screen, please share the video. If you know people who are watching right now, they can watch from this link on Facebook. But also if they go to our YouTube page, Hizbut Tahrir Britain, the YouTube page, um, the link is just on the screen there. They will be able to also join in this discussion. Um, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. No power might accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Suratul Fajr. Yes. Um, what is the link? What do we learn from Surah Al-Fajr linked with this concept, this discussion of the might and the power of Allah and the situation of the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca, where he was weak, few in number with the Sahaba, and yet the victory that he had later on in Medina. Surah Al-Fajr is a, is a fantastic surah to really appreciate this concept because it was revealed at the time when the persecution for the Muslims was, was rife. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he takes an oath by al-fajr, by the dawn. And he takes uh, the oath by wal-layli uh, idha, uh, yes, with the easy night. He takes an oath by wal-shaf'i wal-wat, wal-layli idha, wal-layarin ashr, wal-shaf'i wal-wat, the alternating days. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he takes all of those oaths, he asks the question, he says, who of you is smart enough 
to tell me what, what, what I mean by the oaths, the dawn, the night of ease, the alternating night and days. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then draws the link, he brings, he gives the hint where he mentions the tribe of Ad, the tribe of Fir'aun. He mentions the people of Thamud when he says, Let's see what Allah has done with the people of Ad. Iram, that al Imad. Iram, specific tribe, the people who used to build high rises. And Thamud, who used to carve valleys and cities out of the mountains. And Fir'aun, the Autad, right? He, the, the people of Autad, he used to pin, as if from his methods of torture, used to pin people to the ground. And Autad also means used to pin his authority by oppression and persecution. Hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet. I, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Rabb, I gave them a severe punishment and I got rid of them. I am always watching. So for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sahaba, it's, the clue is, you will get the dawn of victory by my permission. And I will change this, your situation from, from being those who are oppressed to those who are the victors. And my power has taken over all those previous nations and got rid of them. So why do you think I can't do the same for you now? This is the might of Surah Al-Fajr in connection to this phrase. Subhanallah. Um, you know, when you think of Makkah, if, if somebody was, if, 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 if one puts oneself in the shoes of the Quraysh with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they would look at him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and say, this man is talking about a new deen, a new way. But yet, who is he? How many helpers does he have? How many followers does he have? He has the weak, he has women, he has slaves. What is he talking about? That it seemed impossible what he later on achieved. But you're saying this ayah was revealed, Allah revealed it in this time to say what to the Prophet ﷺ and therefore to us in this time of weakness. It's to tell the Prophet ﷺ that no matter how strong those superpowers were, no matter how strong you think Quraysh are, I am on your side and I am more powerful than any of them put together because they aren't invincible. I am the one who is the strongest. So victory is with me. Subhanallah. Um, really a reminder because I mean nowadays people look to our situation. They look at China. Um, as we saw in that video, they look at China. Defense spending has gone up. They look at the situation of our brothers and sisters, the Uyghur Muslims. They look at um, the they look at the Arab Spring. Um, I'm just looking at a, an, an actually an image that I had. So they look at the situation of Muslims in Lebanon. The prices have just gone crazy this time. And yet, you know, it's, how can we change the situation, brother? They look at the Arab Spring. They look at the fact that the Americans have troops within uh, Syria, uh, for example. So when people look at our situation today, sometimes chain of thought, the Prophet in this situation was being told we will deal with all your enemies. So today, we're saying that what? What does that mean today when we look at this overwhelming power? The U.S. has aircraft carriers and missiles and bombs and, you know, controls many of the tyrants and, uh, you know, its helpers in our countries in terms of these rulers. Um, from the aqidah of the Muslim, even though I cannot see a way out, what do I take from that example of the Prophet ﷺ in understanding this ayah? Uh, we take from the example of the Prophet ﷺ, in context of our time, is that Allah's might and power is far greater than any superpower we could imagine. So despite the military strength of the states, despite the economic power of the dollar, 
right? Despite the political strength of America or even the strength of China uh, in terms of its its influence, Allah's might trumps all of these people, right? And this is a qat'i matter for us in our iman because we don't believe that any human, any nation, or any state is far more powerful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? And a very good example is in the situation we're in now, in this coronavirus pandemic. Look, the, the virus is, and it's invisible to the to the naked eye, and you can't see it. Yeah. But it's crippled America. And it's crippled the entire globe. Even it's, it, Everything has come to a halt. So those superpowers that we have put, this this, this, this mental block that we can't get, can't defeat these people, Suddenly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the virus has completely annihilated them. Subhanallah. Yani, Subhanallah. He's brought them to a halt. Yani they're, they're struggling. What's to say now, us as Muslims in our situation, becoming people who say, we now take the action to say, we will now support Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's cause because this is the right time to bring Allah's nasr. Okay. Because the power is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, I uh, would love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments. Please put them in the link below so I can post them to to my guest, um, uh, brother brother Taha. A question that comes: somebody actually raised the question earlier. Um, uh, somebody raised the question, and you know, it. it I'm, I'm looking for the question. Um, ah, between when we the, the difference, so brother Ali Ali. Uh, I see the whole question. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. What is the difference, if any, based on what you said between uh, la hawla and hidayah? And I, I have a different, uh, maybe an, another slant on his question. Somebody can listen to what you've just said now, that Allah is all-powerful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He helped the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Makkah. He helped him against his enemies. But that is, Allah's help will come. Me, we wait for Allah's help, brother. What, what is it we need to do? We need to just wait until the time that Allah's help comes so there can be a divorce what, what would you say to this um, if there was a divorce between Allah's Nasr coming and us doing nothing mm-hmm. then the Prophet ﷺ wouldn't have achieved what he had achieved because when we think of this idea it's very simple Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that the power is with me but at the same time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed an accountability and responsibility on us to take the necessary steps to create this change of state, to create this change of situation. We know Surah Muhammad, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, intansurullah yansurukum wa yuthabbit aqdamakum. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you support the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support you and make your foothold firm. Yeah. And from the seer of the Prophet sallallahu who is our Ramadan example, we very clearly see that he sallallahu didn't just say, Allah's power is going to help me and therefore I do nothing. Mm-hmm. In fact, he وسلم, was given the warning to say, go and give da'wah to people. Right? You, Muhammad, وسلم, you need to go and give the da'wah as well. So he وسلم, wasn't spared from this. right? And he وسلم, took the active steps to go and give the da'wah to change the state of the ummah. It's not a case to say, Allah's going to give it the power and that's it. Yeah, Islam mm-hmm. is a deen of action. Yeah. Not yeah. inaction. Brothers sisters, please share the video. Love to hear your thoughts, your comments uh, on this. Um, so you know this 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 aqidah point because I actually know a brother who um, we have some discussions and some debates and um, he used to be mashallah somebody who was involved in Islamic activism, um, but he got to a point where in his mind I think part of the issue became like I can't see this change, I can't see the ummah changing, the Arab Spring it came you know uh, 
you know, this led for, to, to some people, it led to despair that they said, we tried, brother. We tried. We said, Allahu Akbar. We went, we demonstrated against Sisi, uh, against the Mubarak. We got Sisi, who, is, who was worse than Mubarak. That's so, I know you're saying Allah is all powerful, but yani, you find that th this idea, la hawla wa la quwwata illa, there is no power, but Allah can be taken, can be misunderstood because we look to the reality around us and we think we have tried. And this trying and trying and trying did not lead us anywhere, somebody might say. Okay, Dakalah. Um Yani, if we have a, a, an example for an excuse to be given to not continue, Nuh alayhi salam was giving da'wah for how long? And it's 950 years, Nuh alayhi salam was giving da'wah for. It is after such a long time of Allah carrying the, the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him his, uh, his aid, his nasr at the end, that's when he achieved his mission. We have been in a situation where we have tried and tried, we haven't seen the results yet. This means what's happened, we've tried to put the achievement of the results within our own hands. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives the results, not us. We are responsible for the efforts. And so long as we have the iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deliver us to victory, as He promises in the Quran, Yes, it's a promise. And the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us from the hadith that there will be the second khilaf that will come upon the method of the Prophet ﷺ. There is no need to lose despair. And since we know it's coming from our iman, we cannot stop until it comes. So the despair is born out of a misunderstanding of the idea that we have internalized it, the efforts to become ours. I haven't seen the results. I haven't achieved anything. But that's not your responsibility. It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, and change it with him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are responsible and accountable for doing the efforts. In fact, if we stop, Allah will ask us why we have stopped. Mm. We don't stop, we continue, and change takes time. Change sometimes will be fast, change will take time. Even with, for example, the, the, the colonialists, Britain and France and these guys, when they came to occupy the Uthmani Khilafah, it took them how long? Over 200 years to yeah. colonize the Muslims' mind and change. It took them that long, but they didn't give up. They continued until they reached their objective. The Ummah has had no state since 1924. And we haven't hit even a hundred years yet when we're giving up. But they didn't give up to destroy Islam. Why are we giving up and not trying to bring back Islam? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Uh, this is a very, very, very good point. Brother Imran Khan, um, uh, it's a long question, so some of it is not fully on the screen. Uh, it says, uh, that happened before, it will happen again. No doubt we believe in the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's happened before and will happen again, inshallah. But in practical terms, how does a united ummah face the military might of America and the others? That's from Brother Imran Khan. Uh, I think he's actually given the answer. <laughs> The fact that the Muslim Ummah is united is the way by which America can be counted. Because the reality is the Ummah in its current stage are separated into multiple different nation states. Mm -hmm. Pakistan is by itself, India, um, uh, Bangladesh is by itself, Sudan is a country of its own. So the resources of the Ummah and the military capability of the Ummah is all separated. Mm -hmm. Which is why this notion of what can we do against the military might of America comes to life. It is with the unification of the Ummah actually that we have a one pot where the economy, where the military of the Ummah is in one location and the resources are now ours. And to add to this, one the point of unity is that the resources required to change the, 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 the reality of the Ummah and to take on the global powers 
lies where? It's in our lands. Hmm. So if we are to actually unite and we cut off these resources from going to America or to anyone else, we have already weakened them by definition. Hmm. Because we now have control over what they will have control over, which is originally ours. So in that sense, practically speaking, it is very, very feasible. And more so, we have our iman, and our iman is enough to drive us. But from a practical sense, it's more than, it's, it's, it's easy. It's not, it's not hard at all. Brothers and sisters, love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments. Our discussion, There is no power and might but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This needs to be yaqeen for the Muslim. In this time, we can see what coronavirus, a simple virus, uh, really this, 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 this tiny ball-looking thing with its spikes has done to China, to the US, to the UK, uh, in terms of the governments there and has shown the, who is the powerful? Who is the mighty? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, send your comments, your questions and your comments, please. Uh, another question, Brother Taha, is... Okay, somebody might say that the, the world has been crippled by COVID-19, the coronavirus. <clears throat> um, but America is still a, a functioning power. The UK, they're still functioning government compared to the government in our countries. Mm-hmm. That so the idea that we as an ummah will have some sort of victory where they are weakened, but we are weakened as well, somebody might argue. That so they would still be ahead of us. They've always been ahead in the race. And the idea that Muslims can be strong, can be powerful from the seerah, from the Quran, and even from today, how do you remove this idea in somebody's mind? Zakal Um <clears throat> I would actually argue that uh, America, be the coronavirus pandemic, crippling America, China, all these powers, is more of a reason why we are able to affect the change post the virus situation. Say, can you can you uh, say, say 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 that again? I'm missing. Okay, something. so I'll break it down. So basically, we are in a situation where America and all these countries have become weakened, and we say, look, we have the virus as well, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, this is more of a time for us to say we actually have a chance to be able to dominate and reestablish the system of Islam. Yes, the virus has entered the Muslim land, but if you actually compare the impact of the virus in the Muslim land compared to the West, impact is very minimal. What's really changed? The systems are still the same. Mm. The impact has been so much less. The death rates are so insignificant compared to Britain and America, for example. The amount of cases are so insignificant, right? The only thing that has changed is it, in fact, has anything exposed the nature of the systems that America implements and what it actually gives us in the Muslim world. Mm. So there's, it's more of a time for us to say, oh, no, no, actually, the exposure has been, as a liberal belief system, America has failed. The Muslim world already has those things. It's had no impact on us for the last 60 years yeah, in terms of changing our mentality. With the virus, it's still the same. So from a practical perspective, we can affect the change. So the argument really lies on its head. It's not to say, oh, we've got the virus, so there's America, we can't do anything. Actually, no, practically speaking, America's been crippled by the virus. We haven't. We've been crippled by the governments on us, imposed on us, that have been there for ages. That's what that's what's really crippled us. And the bizarre thing is they've actually done sort of a, a good job dealing with the virus. But when it comes to dealing with the issues of the ummah, they are the cause for our situation. So... The Ummah's problem isn't because of this. It's more because of the system implemented on us. Brothers and sisters, I'm with uh, Brother Daha. 
uh, Ibrahim. This is the second of our events uh, weekly. Make sure you join us again, put it into your diary. Next week, Saturday, 7 p.m. And today, our discussion, the context is that, you know, Muslims see occupation, the Arab Spring, uh, Muslims see poverty, and we forget. Some Muslims are trying to change the situation, but some Muslims give up. Some Muslims feel, what can we do, brother? What can we do, sister? It's so bad. Look at the hunger in Pakistan. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And they give up hope. And I think COVID-19 and this blessed Ramadan that we're in is a reminder of Allah's power and might. And this is something we want to remind ourselves about. And we want you to remind the rest of the Muslims about. This has really reminded us that the all-powerful who can change things like that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what are the questions people have when they think of Allah's might and Allah's power? What stops us supporting the cause of Allah and being active as Allah has ordered us to also be? Um, let's look at some questions from Facebook. So, uh, Mead Dean says, historically, victory allowed, historically, victory arrived when the Ummah was at the lowest ebb. Is this, i.e., is this the lowest point of the Ummah? Is it a condition for victory? It's a good question. It is true that when we look to the, the history of this Ummah, that it is, at the, it is at our lowest point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the victory. So, inshallah, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all the things have become very difficult for us as it is now and it is getting harder and harder. But at the same time, we look to the positives that the Ummah is awakening and becoming closer to Islam. That this is the point in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala flips the world order over and gives us the victory at this stage. For sure, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Uh, another question from uh, Facebook is... Okay, this is a, it's an interesting one. Um, Fayaz Haq says, the question that comes to mind, Allah has all the power. So why does he allow such atrocities to happen to the Ummah? Why is it, somebody will answer that, you know, why is it where, you know, we're in a weak situation where the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where the chosen Ummah, if Allah has all the power, you know, why, why can't he just do, or why doesn't he just do subhanahu wa ta'ala? These questions come to mind, people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, he tells us about the reasons for the existence of trials. This Ummah is going through a situation of trials, right? We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells in the Qur'an, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alif lam ra, hasib al-nasu an yutrahu an yaqulu amanna, wa hum la yuftanun. Right? That do people think that they will be allowed to say we believe without being tested? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells that the whole, we will be tested in life. Surah Al-Mulk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alladhi khalaq al-mawta wal-hayata liyabaluakum ayyakum ahsan wa'am. He is the one who created death and life, so to test you which of you will be best in action. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-powerful, yes. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tasked us as mu'mineen to see which one of us is best in his action, to see one of us is the strongest in his iman, to go through the trials, to go through the difficult times, and to test us to see which one of us will come out the best, i.e. which one of us will be following his ahkam, following his sharia to achieve the nasr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So in response to this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-powerful, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us what he wants us to do in this situation. This is the mentality that we should be having. Brothers and sisters, um, I'm joined with, by Brother Taha. Um, the virtues of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. It, it really sounds like a very simple phrase. But as you said at the beginning, la hawla, and uh, for me it was new, this, this hawla being issue of change. 
uh, something changing from one situation to another. And the human being always wants to change. Any human being who's thinking, and especially if you look at the situation in our countries, you look at uh, you, you look at the, the coronavirus, you look at the, 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 the health care. Um, the, there's something on the screen here, which, you know, somebody in Lebanon is a millions at risk of going hungry. But so they're facing coronavirus, but also there is hunger. And some people are saying if hunger doesn't kill us, coronavirus will kill us. Um, if you look at the U.S. in the Middle East, she has bases. We look at the tyrants in our lands. We have uh, we have CC. We, we have CC, we, we have Trump, Trump you know, you know, shaking hands, hands. And, and all of this can lead people to despair and lead people to forgetting that the one who can change situation like that just overnight is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, a question that comes to mind, some of us or some people, maybe some people who live in the West, this, this sometimes maybe this is uh, affects some people who live in the West, not only, but sometimes is they forget the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we feel that the successes that we achieve in our, like, oh, we built a masjid, mashallah, we built a Muslim cemetery, we got a job, we got this, we got that. Sometimes that makes us forget the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the things that we do. Why is that? What was what's missing there as a, as an idea? We, let me put this another way. We said on one hand, what can make people despair of Allah's help and victory is the hardship they face. They, they're ground down by the hardship. They tried, they tried. Arab Spring, we tried to overthrow Mubarak, we didn't succeed, and that makes some people lose hope. But some in the West don't have that problem. We seem to have a different issue. Yes, the issue we have is the opposite of adversity, if you like, or poverty, which is affluence and an easy life. Affluence, we have wealth, we have yeah, food, we have, we have comfort, we have time, we have luxuries, we have this is this this is what we have in this uh, in in the West. So what well, the opposite has occurred, which is we have become far too engrossed, right? Far too engrossed in the al Wahan, which is the love of this dunya, that we have become so focused on preserving what we view to be um, Islamic in our context of Muslims living in the UK or in the West mm. and ignoring or being disconnected from the Ummah back home because of how easy life is here. Insan likes an easy life. He wants to have a life without any problems or hardship. The problem that we have is that we live amongst a society that disconnects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from life. When you disconnect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from life, what's the other option you have? You start to pin ideas to yourself as Insan. So you start to think of the, the, the ideas, for example, of, of tawakkul, complete trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes dented because you start to attribute success to yourself. The idea of rizq becomes impacted because you don't, you see that my efforts are reaping me, are reaping me the rewards. Cool, mm. alhamdulillah, this is going well. So our issue is living amongst a society which disregards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in doing so, they think insan is invincible, insan can do what he wants. But this is a time to remind ourselves to recorrect the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the mighty, he is the supreme, he is the one who al-hawl, in any instant he could change our situation overnight. This is how this is what Allah subhanahu so wa ta'ala even, even that success we had today, tomorrow Allah. the job, you got a job. So I think what, what happens a lot here is one brother said to me earlier today, um, subhanAllah, he, he he made this, he was making this point that you know somebody passed the exam and he says, Yeah, I was brilliant. I did it. I got the job. I got the wife I wanted. She got the husband she wanted. People say, I, I, I. And he made the point that 
you got it by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's, it's not your brilliance. So I think really we're saying here that recognizing the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Muslim not to go to one, one end, which is just despair and forget that Allah's help is always there. And that no matter how strong the forces against us, aircraft carriers, tyrants, Mubarak, CC, the non-Islamic system in our lands, it is possible to overcome them, possible to change them because we have the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments. Uh, make sure you have in your diary, 7 p.m. Uh, next weekend, inshallah, where I'll be joined by another guest. This is uh, the third in terms of our four uh, events that we have in this blessed month of Ramadan. Uh, there's a comment from Brother, uh, Brother Farak Muhammad. It says, SubhanAllah, if we just think about la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, it will be a game changer both on individual and as well as an ummah. What would you say to that? Fantastic. Alhamdulillah. It is a, it is a game changer. I and mean, maybe just to pose a question in terms of the idea of, 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 of tawakkul, trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will deliver us to a better state and the power is with him. If you think about uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you ask yourself the question, you'd say, how could a man alone in Mecca, persecuted and tortured, uh, gain support from roughly about 100 people in Mecca who became Muslim, or so in about 13 years. One, uh, after that, he wins over a tribe, establishes a state, and then takes on the greatest superpower of his times, Persia, the, the, the Romans and the Persians. And how is that possible? You had nothing, absolutely nothing. And then suddenly you've become something, and you've become uh, the focus of the world. It's because of the Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's because we trust and we believe in our Iman deeply that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who holds the might and the power. And it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the universe, who will change states from one to another, situations from one to another. He delivered Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from being just one man to establishing the Khilafah, to then that Khilafah dominating the world. Now we are in a situation where we need the Khilafah again. We trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we know that he will give us the best of affairs and he will grant us this Nasr again. And that comment is fantastic because this is the Iman of the Mu'min. We fear nothing but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We trust nothing but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, barakallah, Afiq. Uh, uh, the, the brother also says, no enemy, no situation will become overbearing. Rather, it will instill sabr and action. Uh, let's, 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 let's go to this point. It will instill sabr and action. So the effect of understanding this phrase on the believer, the effect of understanding this phrase, the brother says sabr and action. You agree with that or would you put it a different way or does that sum it up? Uh, I would agree with sabr and action, but it's more about explaining what sabr is, to be clear. <clears throat> because sabr, uh, most of the time, it tends to be incorrectly explained as just patience, right? Mm. But is the uh, sabr doesn't mean to withdraw yourself from the world. Sabr doesn't mean to just sit back and make dua and say, Allah will give me nasr and I sit at home and I do nothing. Whilst the whole ummah is being uh, affected, destroyed, and nothing is actually occurring. Sabr actually means... Uh, if you use maybe a better term, maybe endurance. It mm. means to trust in Allah subhanahu the element of patience or not patience, to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He will deliver you to the, uh, to, to, to the area of ease. We trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? But at the same time, sabr means that in that situation of trial or difficulty that you're going through, you abide by the ahkam and the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, you abstain from whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. 
right? So what does it mean? It means that Asabir is the one who endures upon the truth without backing down, without diverting, without isolating himself. But at the same time, he does everything in his power whilst trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come closer to Islam and to uh, work for Islam and to change the reality around you. Sabr definitely means inactivity, isolation. But sabr is action in and of itself. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Brothers and sisters, a phrase, uh, a dua really to, to remind ourselves. Of. And you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I listen sometimes to Muslims in Syria, for example, they're being bombed, bombs are falling down. <clears throat> and you hear people, Hasbunallah, wa ni'am al-wakil, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And th- these people, they don't, you know, you don't see them turn around and say, you know, well, let's just, let's just go back to Bashar. Let's just give up. Let's just live Idlib. And so we see that, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, within our ummah, there is a strong understanding of this phrase. And the COVID-19 in this blessed month of Ramadan has reminded us the way the world has been brought to an end, that from from an aqidah point, from, from iman, we should believe that no matter how bad the situation is, the one who has ultimate power to change it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, uh, please make sure you share the video. Um, next week, we will be with uh, another guest. Um, so make sure that you join us. Um, next week, Saturday, inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, will be our third event, Allah's favor upon mankind allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his favor upon mankind we started last week talking about man versus the virus uh, the power of allah with this virus today we're talking about really change and the ummah changing the situation and the fact that it has to be strongly a strong belief in the muslim that allah's help allah's victory will come for those who work for it brother taha some some final words um as as, as we wrap up um when the Muslims in the past understood this, and the Muslims today um, understand this, what is what is what is the potential? What is what are some of the results that Muslims can achieve when they really embody this phrase, the understanding of this phrase, la hawla? There is no situation that can be changed. There is no power but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because there's so much despair out there. Um, when you look at the situation of our Ummah, you look to the suffering, the Uyghurs, Kashmir, Somalia. What is possible from this phrase? What is possible from this phrase uh, is what the Prophet ﷺ achieved in Medina. It is what Salah Hadid and Ayubi achieved in Hittin. It is what Sayyiduddin Qutuz achieved in the Battle of Ain Jalut. Uh, it is the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over. Uh, those who wish to destroy Islam and the Muslims. For the Prophet ﷺ, it was the establishment of the state of the Khilafah, which then spread its justice and mercy to the whole of the world. For Salah Hadin Ayyubi, it was men of strong resolve who united the Ummah together before liberating Al-Aqsa from its occupation. And for Ayn Jalut, it was the liberation by Sayyidina Qutuz of uh, uh, the Muslim lands in Palestine from the Mongols. What is achievable by this phrase is the absolute trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change our situation to one of victory. And that is not uh, that's not something that is hard for Allah. It is absolutely easy and it's possible. And no nation can stand in our way 
And nothing is invincible, nothing is more powerful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will give us this. Brothers and sisters, that is a message that we want you to carry, we want you to believe in, we want you to embody, we want you to have absolute trust in. We need to work. We have to work to change our situation. Allah says, we work to pray, we make wudu, we do all the things to try to fulfill our individual duties. He says, look after our families, we go, we look for a job, we look for a spouse, a wife, a husband, to fulfill that. He says this Ummah should live by the Sharia, that he has sent it this blessed month of Ramadan, Shahu Ramadan, الذي أنزل فيه القرآن للناس من الهدى والفرقان. This, applying this Quran, the Sharia that comes from it, is what will transform the situation of this Ummah. And that is by having a strong state, the Khilafah state, insha'Allah, which will transform the situation, not only of the Muslim Ummah in the Muslim world, unity, goodness by applying the Sharia, but also can save mankind. Look at the chaos in America with COVID-19. Look at the politicians in the UK lying to the people as the death figures keep going higher and higher because they fail to prepare and take this issue seriously. Mankind is changed, not only us. But how will this change come? Us working for it. Who will keep working for it? Who remains steadfast on this path, inshallah? I pray that it will be me and it will be you. But it will be those people who believe la hawla wala quwwata illa billah. No situation can change except by the will, the mercy, and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter the obstacles we face, superpowers, tyrants, CC, Gaddafi's dead, Mubarak is dead, they have new ones, yes. But will they last forever? Like Fir'aun? It did not last forever because Allah can change the situation. We pray that that situation will change soon, inshallah, that Allah will give us this victory to this ummah with the establishment of the khilaf and his sharia, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brother Taha, thank you very much for coming on. Inshallah, if you can uh, finish us off uh, with uh, with some words. Uh, plea, a plea to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, the Almighty, the All-Powerful, we ask him a lot in this month. So inshallah, if you could uh, finish us with some dua, inshallah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم تقبل منا صلاتنا وقيامنا في هذا الشهر المبارك يا رحمن الرحيم اللهم أدخلنا في الجنة مع الشهداء والصديقين والأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار اللهم عجلنا بنصر دينك اللهم عجلنا بنصر الخلافة يا رب العالمين وخلصنا من الكفر ومن الظلمة من الذين يريدون خلاص الإسلام يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين وأذن للشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين إنك سميع قريب مجيب الداعين لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين آمين 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 يا رب العالمين Brothers and sisters, thank you very much for joining us Inshallah, work with us, join us with your brothers and sisters from Hizb al-Tahri, Britain Allah accept uh, the dua that our brother just made for us, inshallah ta'ala, 7 p.m. next week, we'll see you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.